Thank you for listening to Fried Inc. Podcast. Fried Inc. is a collective of writers who enjoy bringing readers the best free content possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fried Inc. Studios. Now to the program. Simpkins. Uh, he dropped this month. Uh, you can follow Lane on Spotify and Apple Music. And you can also catch him on Instagram at Lane Simpkins. Uh, thank you, Lane, for that audio. And um, thank you for, for all those listening. Thank you for coming to Fry Inc. Podcast, where just we gonna... kind of just give our spin on writing tips so that you guys can uh, improve your own writing and just giving our own thoughts on certain topics that we find important as we go through our writing journey. So, uh, my name is Noah and I'm here with Aston, uh, is we're, it? we're, we're both just, uh, we're, we're both creators at Friday. Uh, just, uh, uh I create Providence and Hunter the Loomis. Uh, uh, Aston is, uh, in the works of, uh, with all black fruit. Uh, we, we both, are doing our best to bring everyone the best content possible but in the meantime we just thought it'd be a good idea to give you guys some tips to help you guys with writing or really getting into in-depth topics of certain stories certain tropes that we see here and there as we um, go about our ways uh, so uh, Aston if you is anything you want to say before we uh, start um, anything I want to say anything I want to say um yeah, um, I wanted to say that with this, um, I mainly aim to uh, help people in uh, shonen, basically like shonen writing. So when it comes to writing, a lot of people do it uh, a certain way. Like Dragon Ball Z was probably like the grandpa of, of shonen anime, right? Mm-hmm. And everything else kind of follows in that uh, mold that they set. And um Lately, I've been seeing a lot of anime that's breaking that mold, and that's what I'm trying to do. So, if anybody else has that same goal, then this is this is for you. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, so this is just an opportunity for you guys to get a little bit of piece of just our process. Uh, Shonen is definitely what we both uh, major and master in uh, for the most part. And we're both experimenting on different things as well. Uh, whenever we get the opportunity to do that, I'm definitely stretching out my, my uh, legs a little bit, but uh, <laughs> with Hunters of Illumis, but um, which you can also check out on Webtoon uh, if you guys are ever interested in looking at that. Uh, but to uh, speaking of writing, uh, what, one of the things that really catch a lot of people, the topic that we're going to speak on today is where do you start with writing? Where, 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 is, where is a spot for someone, a young person who has an idea, who has a character, but doesn't really know how to flesh that out any further than, than the base that they've already had? So we're going to really just discuss about that. And uh, Aston, if you want to just, you know, put, put a little bit of your thoughts on it first. And we'll kind of got you, got you, got you. Um, so where do you start? It's a good question. Um, where I started, so <laughs> with a story, right? So we're both writing stories and we can both agree that um, with that story, it's been developing for a very long time, right? So it's like a, it's like a yearly process. So you get it and then you're like, okay, how do I build on it? What do I do here? What do I do there? If, we, if you sat down and just gave like all of your energy to it, you could get it done soon. But um, just like a person grows and matures, your story grows and matures. So my story has been <laughs> in my head for like, for like since I was like 15, but I never really gave it the attention that I'm giving it now. And um, it looks so much different back then than it does now. So what happened was I was like, I was sat down with it. I was like, yo, I'm really going to make a story. And when I was growing up, I'd always draw all the characters. And then I'm like, yo, I want to draw my own character. Like, I'm yeah. tired of drawing. I'm tired of drawing Goku and Gohan. Even though I loved it, it was like, dang, I want to draw my own character. So then I'm like, yo, what's a good story? And I thought about it. And the first thing I thought about was like, yo, uh, a character, a father's relationship with his, his son is super cool. So I was like, let me try to zero in on that. Right. And then um, as time went by, I developed the character. And as I developed the character, I always think to myself, like the main character should be all of, <laughs> all of my best qualities. So I feel like <laughs> the main character should be who I aspire to be. Right. Or yeah. He should, yeah. He should he should at least end off being that. You know. Yeah. So um, I started right now. I was like, what, what do I want to do? What are my goals? What type of person do I want to be? So I started pouring all that into him. And as I was doing that, um, uh, how do I say this? As I was doing that, the goals that I saw myself achieving, I knew I had to go somewhere else first to get them. So I was like, okay, how can I translate that back into anime? So he would have to do this first to become this type of person and this and this and this and that. But um, back to the subject, because I kind of got off subject. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think the place you should start would be um, a place where, how do I say this? you should start from a place of passion or a place that's genuine you don't want to make us you don't want to make a story that you don't really care about you should think to yourself what do i care about what are things that i can i can write about forever what like issues and then you say okay now let's make a story based on that because if you if you're like you know i want to make a story and it's coming from a place of like oh i want people to notice me and i want this i want that then you're you're not gonna really write about something that you you really care about and it's not really going to go too far um i think that um i think that when i was writing my story 
um, I was looking at anime like Attack on Titan um, and like this one show called ReZero mm-hmm. and I loved the twist and everything it had in it so like in my mind this high scene in my mind if I'm writing my manga um, nobody can see it <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. nobody can see it and I, I feel like yo I did it and this is my first chapter and I don't care if nobody sees it I did it for me because you know this is what I want to do so I think the first step is to say what's your passion What's your passion? What are you passionate about? And then start from there. But if you don't start from there, you don't have a solid foundation and it's not going to go too far. And that, yeah, and that's, and that's a really good just starting point and using that, using that, uh, that idea of passion. If, if if I've never written a story where I wasn't first invested in at least the characters of the world, right? Usually for me, usually the, um, the characters come before the world and before mm. everything really falls into place because it comes from some sort of inspiration but that inspiration had to be a trigger there were mm. there were plenty of points where i had an idea of a story that i wanted to write and a character that i was like maybe this is an interesting thing but mm-hmm. when it came down to starting to flesh stuff out i realized mm. there was no passion in any aspect of it past maybe the interesting idea of maybe an interesting um, um, character trait or true. something more than that so it there even even the passion has to be um, it has to be more in depth than just the that first um, right that initial feeling yeah yeah that initial feeling of just being like hey this is a really cool character this is a really cool right. idea it has to go even past that and be able to be built upon if the mm. character itself has no depth through the passion then it kind of falls flat as well and i think that's another thing when it comes to starting writing um with my point is that there has to be a lot of way there has to be some fleshing out there has to be ability to mm. flesh out there has to be depth to whatever you're starting if there's no depth to the world the world will fall flat and the characters will be flat if the characters True. have no depth the characters will fall flat and then the world can't really exist which you there are plenty of stories where the characters are very very uninteresting but the world <laughs> is very extensive and interesting you want to know more about it right star wars is um <laughs> I love Star Wars. I will. I have all six of the original episodes. Um, I I will die a Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars. <laughs> right. But when you look at Star Wars as a whole, even Jedi, even mm-hmm. just going in a little deeper, Jedi as a whole, they're interest. Right. They're interesting as a concept, but mm-hmm. as an execution, they yeah. aren't as individual characters. You mean like? Um, more so, not not individual characters. I'd say more as, um, in terms of just look at like when you look at Star Wars as the world. The world is very vast, yeah. large, has a lot of interesting war, a lot of interesting planets, a lot of interesting things within those planets. It's very right. intriguing. You right. don't see that much of it throughout the movies. Uh, you 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 get a lot of it in the um. in the side in the side aspects right other, like you see the planets but you don't really see the you don't really talk to the people like that in the culture you yeah you don't understand the cultures of of all the different planets that are in there um 
and right. and they might have a scene or two where a big battle happened like Kashyyyk Kashyyyk is the entire planet of the Wookiees I believe and mm-hmm. there we know nothing more about it than the battle on Kashyyyk <laughs> that happened at the end of episode 3 so you, that, that that's where it kind of stretches more into a franchise rather than a story but right. not everyone's going to write a franchise not everyone's going to write a story mm-hmm. that's going to become a franchise so True. you can't start a world like a franchise if you're just a single story writer yeah you can't True. you can't bank on becoming a franchise where you'll get several spin-off ep- series or spin-off movies that'll explain the rest of the depth of your world you True. want to make a good cohesive story you want something that gives you all the depth you need in the main content itself okay so where would you start usually where i would where i would start is just get honestly giving the characters life giving the characters a backstory um and a backstory that can align with each other because because there are so many stories with mm. with um that that can align and we and we've talked we talked about this before uh just mm-hmm. how i'm very much a character-based person very much just yeah. looking at the characters first when i started providence providence started with me drawing a drawing a character and and then adding a story to them then drawing another character adding story to them and as i kept mm-hmm. going down the line i kept getting more stories and more characters hunters of Illumis yeah. started with me kind of wanting a concept before Mm -hmm. but it was a very loose concept and then Mm -hmm. as when i i actually got inspiration from these i saw this dynamic of these three women and and they oh yeah you were saying yeah and they all kind of intrigued me and kind of pulled me into this um just design i was like oh my gosh like that like they would look great as these three characters and i didn't have an idea for these characters i didn't have any kind of um goal for these characters at that time but yeah I knew I wanted to write another story. Mm-hmm. Um, so then one all of, and I knew I was ready to. It's almost like it's almost like when you're ready to have True. another child. Like you're you're, <laughs> you're you're like, okay, I'm ready to invest into this again. So <laughs> so I so I, I got to that point and and I and I saw these people. I drew out the characters, I drew out mm-hmm. person, I gave personality to these characters, um through because from the people that I I saw and were they were inspired by but the personalities were nothing like the characters it was just personalities that I perceived the characters to have but mm. but through that personality I was able to add more and because this since this is a much different story you I had to look into the world just as much I've written with Hunters of Illumis I've written out a lot of the world and things like that and that and the, but that was something I wanted to do with this story that was something I wanted to push onto myself uh, sure. but it was it was out of obviously like going back to what you said it was out of passion it's something I desired yeah. to do it wasn't something that I thought it had to be done just because it had to be done because right. Providence has no writing no no concept i i tell you people i say i put no thought into the world outside of my own head i never written anything <laughs> down about providence i've never written down right. what the world was like i never wrote down wrote down what the characters would be like i just kind of have all these concepts in my head and i kind of write as i go 
So, True. Which I don't recommend for everybody. That 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 that's another good question about like planning out what you're going to do before you do it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, because it's there is so many different ways you can go about it, right. and every for a lot of people, structure is not always the best thing. Yeah, for some people, structure is a hindrance. It stops them from creatively flowing. Yeah, everybody got to figure out what works for them the best. Exactly, and but but one of one of the things uh, I think is is to it's good to have some sense of structure, whether your structure is in the district on the lack of structure, or whether your (laughs) structure is in full plain organization yes <laughs> right. for every character every every scene synopsis like I, <laughs> I don't write synopsis even in even with my more structured story it, it right. becomes it becomes a lack for for me it feels like okay i'm not i'm typing all this stuff out but mm-hmm. i'm wasting my time typing out what's gonna happen <laughs> instead of just typing what happens <laughs> so very right, happy because for me I, I when I write I write everything out of script so it's going to have mm. character dialogue character dialogue in brackets it'll have what's happening in brackets before the character starts speaking it'll say what they're doing while they're speaking so if they laugh in brackets it'll be a laugh and then mm. they'll be saying something so so I don't have to really write out a synopsis because the story is kind of written in a framework like a play like a play right. script so I already True. have all that there, but True. but yeah. So yeah, just starting off for me, one of the one of the big things is to ba- bounce, like, really bounce off of the co- the characters of your story. If mm. you if you don't bounce off the characters of your story, giving your giving your characters depth, you won't really care about true anything else because a lot of things that build one thing people will get invested in more than anything is the characters you can have a, a world that's non-existent and as long as the characters <laughs> are interesting right people will be invested so this is one thing i always thought like when i uh when i first like got serious I was like, right, let's get this down let's get the first chapter let's, let's do this i was like um first I have to figure out where these people live. I have to get the main cast together. I have to figure out where they live. I have to figure out how their world world works, and then I have to design. <laughs> I have to design like fifty characters so I feel like the world actually exists. You know, because <laughs> I couldn't start out the story with just the main cast. I'm like, yo, I gotta do this side person, this side person, the the head OG guy, the bad guy. So I was like, I need to get a cast together of at least fifty people, and then I can start writing. So when do you feel like? Um, a person should start like when do you feel like a person should jump in when do you feel like they should, they should start ready well from I definitely think having a large cast of characters can be helpful depending on what kind of story you're going to write um, especially with us we're speaking on a very shonen based ideology so having right. a large cast of characters is helpful for, for me it's it definitely started, especially with Hunters of Loomis. Hunters of Loomis mm. started with me having 
at least 20 characters off the rip mm. from because I knew that this story was going to be a school based story so oh, true. I wrote out true, true. a class of characters I just had a class of the characters and how that was going to be playing mm-hmm. out um, and I gave personalities to all those characters personalities, weapons things I found important to those characters and Ooh. Let me write that down. I got another question, but keep going. <laughs> and <laughs> and then I went to and then I went to adding more things because the, as I went forth further and I added and I had all the characters I had, it was mm-hmm. it seemed like hmm this this is a good amount of characters, but with all of the things that I'm trying to do there needs to be mm-hmm. some character here to do this, some character here to do this. <laughs> it doesn't matter right. how long they're going to be in the story. It doesn't matter how long they're yeah. going to show up. It just matters that there has to be somebody placed in this position. I just right. I just added another like position. It's kind of it's kind of like a it's high making making a job, a job list. Um, mm. so you have a company and you have all these different positions. You have uh, entry level position. You have the manager. You have the supervisor. Somewhere in between, right. you're you're like, okay, I need someone who can who can articulate to the mm. entry level position, but also to the supervisor. So then you make that True. new position. That's kind of how it works with making character spots. You have this mm. character where you okay, you're okay. They're doing this, but then because of what they do and because of the organization or the lack of organization that I have, there has to be something here to kind of make that this that yeah. way. So if I have sure. if I for, for hundreds of Loomis, there's a very it's a very large system. It's a very large system with a, how the hunter system works. It's a huge mm-hmm. organization, but mm-hmm. the world is so big. So I had higher higher ups and I had the hunters <laughs> but then mm. within the within the lands there are different sectors so I knew throughout the sectors I have to have uh, sector officials who mm. who oversee each sector so True. that alone added several new characters that I need to put in so mm. I think writing goes as far as you need it but never limit yourself to how much it can grow especially with the story True. that you plan on expanding on more and more mm-hmm. my only my only thing is to make sure that you allow it to you get you give it room to make sense don't mm-hmm. don't have new characters or have new positions that are there that you want to just add so that it it looks cool or it sounds cool or True. it was like this in this manga or like this in this anime my big thing is about pulling everything together so that it makes sense because mm. people like there are so many stories with all these intricate ideas and all these intricate characters but you'll look at some of it and it's like why does this character even exist why does their position <laughs> even exist you look at right. you look at early Naruto, and mm-hmm. and and I just rewatched that. So <laughs> exactly. So so you look at <laughs> you look at early Naruto, and you you look at the Jonins that Naruto was talking to. That uh, <laughs> who was it? Uh, Kohana 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 
Ah, Kohona Kohona Amaru. His his uh-huh. his his bodyguard or instructor. <laughs> he was a Joni. Right. Look at all these other level Joni who then ended up fighting uh, Madara at the end of the series, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this guy would never. He never even showed up after Jiraiya stepped into the stepped into the scene. <laughs> So right. he, he might as well he, he might as well died when pain blew up the whole village <laughs> by that point. So it was it was it's looking at looking at those kind of things when you create characters, create the level of character and mm. saying, Oh, I need to make sure that if I put this character at this position, it has to be the same amongst the whole playing field unless you put something in where I, I would believe I would believe it a lot more if it's if they said that that guy his pet mm-hmm. dad was rich so he was able to pay him right it's into, right because it's like how did you get to that level yeah you're not even exactly <laughs> you, you got to that level but then you get defeated by a non not even a ninja <laughs> like kid with some parajutsu so <laughs> it's it creates this idea of okay what is what is the meaning of that position right so right, right. so that so i think i think when you create when you start writing and you start creating characters you and you want to know when you're ready is to just mm-hmm. have everything make sense once you make it so that true you're not having this power system or this leveling system that makes everyone kind of confused as to okay this and there won't like there there won't i mean there could still be debates debates are always fun i would love to get to that point when people would debate <laughs> over which character is stronger than which of my books but right but you don't want it to be so sort of indecisive where it would be a question of a character what is he right yeah or a character who you <laughs> thought was who you who you would just leave off as really weak or not as strong would mm-hmm. they question if they could be one of the strongest characters or something like that uh, right and touching on that that's another thing that um that i hate seeing that naruto and dragon ball z are like the biggest victims of um it's like so many characters are fodder like so many good ones mm-hmm. it like so many characters are just oh you're not on his level so you can't even touch him like if you punched him it, it would probably hurt your hand you know yeah and I, like I, I, I want to make something where no, um, not no, but almost no characters like that. <laughs> where like, oh, he's so strong that you can't even stand in front of him. Type of thing. It's like, yo, fights should be won based on like how you plan, how you plan it, what you're thinking. You know, it shouldn't just be one. Oh, he's stronger. Don't even fight him because he's not even like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and one of one of the biggest inspirations for fighting systems for me was definitely Hunter Hunter that oh, right, right, that right. was the pivotal point for me realizing wow mm-hmm. my main character doesn't have to be the strongest character the, that everyone's right right the biggest the strongest in the show right yeah they, they just have to be able to beat some somebody on a realistic level to make it interesting the stakes have right. to be high the and it has to be interesting it has to be something when when they make it to that point where it says oh i defeated you it was (laughs) realistic it 
to, for 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 the world that was set. It wasn't something where yeah. oh, uh, he had a massive power up at some point, or <laughs> or he found this new way to do something, or the or right. the villain had some random lapse of judgment for whatever <laughs> reason. Right, and and even then, like the execution is always more important than the plot, or or like say there's a trope there's a common trope oh he gets a power up the execution of that is more important than oh there's a trope you know because you can do it in a way where it's like wow i've never even seen it like that because i was listening um who was it george r, r. martin who did uh game of thrones mm-hmm. and he was talking about he was talking about how like you write a story and how um you reveal things he was like in the in the generation we're in he said so many people will read his books and there'll be that one person that catches the, the foreshadowing he get, he gives out, right? Mm. And then that one person will spread it to a, 10 more people and the 10 more people are keep, will keep spreading it over and over again. And then it's to a point where everybody knows what's going to happen. And he said, when we reveal stuff like that as writers, we shouldn't um, go against what we prepared just because people know it. He was like, we just have to execute it in the right way. Because if we go against what we prepared, then we're just we're writing based on another person rather than what we're supposed to be writing. You get what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, that's 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 really good. <laughs> yeah, and um, I feel like um, back to Hunter Hunter, um, when Gong had his turn up and <laughs> he aged and he beat Pito, it was like, yo, that execution is crazy because I'm used to seeing that, but I'm not used to seeing that in a way that makes that much sense. You know what I mean? Like in that situation, normally the character would get it. And it would kind of just happen. It wouldn't be a lot of foreshadowing for it. And then they would just be fine after. They'd probably pass out and wake up the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and yeah, because at that point, he was a wreck. He was... Um, <laughs> Kilua had to, had to go on a whole journey to heal him. <laughs> so right. it was... It's so... It was such an interesting way of executing a power-up to the point mm. that it wasn't unrealistic because the world set it up in such a way that when I, it was it was like what they had to make some they had to make some kind of contract within themselves or something like that right and because i haven't watched it in a while but 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 it was like with, with the with that aspect of that being in play a lot of things were uh, you, you you could honestly and and especially as as you've seen um go and go through a lot of his uh, just his desire to 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 get uh, what was his name kite, kite yeah, to, yeah to, right. to get kite back together and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he just can't and it right. just it, it it felt it all felt like that was prepared that that was yeah, yeah, set yeah. up and true when you're when you start writing when you get into this writing preparation you want to make sure like you said don't change up anything because people may know what's going to happen because of the things you set forward you want mm-hmm. people to know kind of know what's going to happen one of the one right. of the tropes that uh, or one of the styles of writing that uh, Shakespeare used a lot was I forget the specific terminology for it but mm-hmm. it was it's that kind of writing where the audience knows what every character's thinking, what every character has done, um, and now they're just kind of wait to see 
what the characters, when the characters what mm. the characters are going to do with that information when they see each other true and that i've honestly found those kind of shows or movies make me much more tense than <laughs> when i'm waiting to see who's the guy behind the mask because right. because i'm ready because then I'm potentially I'm trying to figure it out. I'm already answering the I'm already figuring it out. I'm already answering the questions. Everyone knew Obito was Toby from the Rip. <laughs> no one you you take right. out one letter and you have Toby. So right. it felt it felt super unnecessary to keep that a secret for so long and then <laughs> make it make the reason just because he his he saw his girlfriend get killed by his best friend he wanted to do all of this just mm-hmm. because of that if he like if he may have had a darker backstory ma- making it maybe a mm-hmm. little more realistic like sasuke mm-hmm. Sa- sasuke had probably the most interesting story also on naruto yeah. Na- yeah, Na- naruto's did. story didn't even match up to sasuke's story <laughs> uh wise but at the same time Sasuke is what made Naruto's story interesting in the first place because it was yeah. it was also very interesting how how they how, how Masashi Kishimoto used yeah. uh, at the begin at their first fight when Sasuke said you won't, you don't understand what it's like to have a family and lose it and then later on Naruto mm-hmm. loses Jiraiya and now when he steps to that fight with uh, Sasuke he understands now so True. so so that was an interesting thing but um, if when you have like those kind of those kind of things when you have that kind of mystery character it has to be something and i don't even know if it because by this point there's very very little story ways to shock people it's more so about <laughs> it's more so about uh less is a time i'll tell you yeah and, and so, so so it's so it's definitely when when you do but it has to be something where the stakes are already cut where the stakes are kind of like mm-hmm. put up to such a high point right that, where we and we know the stakes we know the environment the, the setting that the characters are in and what the consequences are for everything exactly so so when so so even so even then it's still when that shock comes it's mm-hmm. like oh man like like this is world changing. Like, if, I, and I haven't seen Attack on Titan, so I'm not. So I'm not 100. I don't know everything. Oh. I I need to hop onto that oh. definitely. But, oh. <laughs> but when, but when you you know what everything could mean. Like if, like let's say if you had one. Uh, actually, I just I just saw um a, 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 I was watching a video. That reminded me mm-hmm. of of this. I played Batman Arkham City, and oh yeah, and Greece. and I watched and I watched this video about uh, something from uh, on YouTube, and the last scene where where Batman was going to heal the Joker after he healed himself with the antidote, right? He he was he was ready to give the Joker the antidote, but then the Joker comes up behind him, jumps on him, and then the antidote mm-hmm. falls on the ground, and he uh-huh. ends up and he ends up dying because he couldn't get the antidote. I was, mm-hmm. I not lie to you, not I was in shock. <laughs> I was in tears. <laughs> I don't know why I shed tears for the Joker, but I was had to put the controller down. It was it was emotional for me. Nah, because, yeah, that was crazy. Because 
you didn't expect that to happen that way right but and then on top of that he had clayface yeah uh impersonating him exactly but the thing is you knew especially with the antidote when the antidote fell like you knew the stakes of what mm. would happen in that moment but, but yeah. then but then at True. the same time it was like the stage was also set in a way where Batman wouldn't kill anybody. Like in, in mm. super in superhero, it, it's it's a superhero thing. People don't really die in superhero things. There's yeah. always there's always a, a turn a turn of the table, and then something ends up happening. So mm-hmm. when when you know the stakes of that, and and the stage has already been set where you would kind of doubt a little bit. That yeah. that's when it's okay, but when going back to the obito thing when people revealed what happened with when people with obito that it was mm-hmm. that it was obito that affected one person two people maybe <laughs> if if you want to count guy as as, as yeah. someone who actually cared i don't know um because rin was already dead kakashi's the only one who actually even knew the guy like Oh, the Naruto fans gonna hate this. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it became it became to the point when he's revealed, it changes nothing. He he could have been he could have been literally anybody. He could have been Rin. Yeah. He, he, he could have been. <laughs> he could he could have been Cho, oh, Choji's man. brother. It could have been anybody. I will wait. Hold on. I will say though that um, the way he. Like so, everybody knew it was, it was Obito, like you said, yeah, right. But the way he stuck to his guns, and he was like, "Okay, y'all might know, but it, but I'm still going to keep it." Obito. <laughs> I I appreciate that because a lot of a lot of writers might have just been like, "Oh, they guessed it. Let me make it the the first Okage clone or something," you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that and that definitely could have gone easily that way. He he, he could have changed it with however he wanted to. Um, Right. He he and and he and he and may and I don't know if he planned on this from the beginning, but then he he did you know he did end up um, making that at some points it was actually Zetsu and not uh, yeah, Obito. Yeah, yeah. So it may maybe he did that for because he because it had a total character switch like um, in, oh, in terms yeah. of in terms of personality. So he so he right. probably he he probably He's killing niggas. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> It was, it was definitely, uh, he definitely um, did stick with his guns, and we always got to respect that. But right. when it comes to writing, you, you don't want to be too stuck on the idea like, oh man, these people are really going to get shocked by this, or really uh, surprised <laughs> that it's actually this character we thought he was dead. If, <laughs> if, you th- if you think he was dead and he turns out to be alive, that has to be a very large thing, a very important thing for somebody for whatever reason. There was even even if even if even if oh yeah, we found out it was Obito. The huh? only the only issue there was with uh-huh. with um, Obito being alive was that Kakashi thought he was dead. Other than that, oh, Kakashi had no other reason to be shocked other than the fact that he was dead. Maybe, like, maybe his death brought something, or maybe he found out something else. There, there could be a lot to it, but, but to, but for the character just to be shocked that 
the character is dead. That's been done so many times that to just make it, oh, I thought you were dead. No, I'm actually uh... not. It, 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 it turns into this, oh, like it, that, that's all it ends up being. He, he right, was dead. Right, right. Oh, he's not. Oh, just the initial shock of, oh, he's alive. Yeah, so... And it doesn't really have anything behind it. Like, oh, he's alive, therefore this. Yeah, exactly. It has to be therefore something. If, because if you don't make it therefore something, he's just alive. And yeah. no one cares that dude's alive. Most <laughs> most of the time, it was a, if they kill off a character, it was a character that you probably didn't know about. Or or the if they, if they plan on bringing him back to do something. But... Uh, unless right. but but there are times when you do put people emotionally attached to your character and then they end up being alive and then the person's really happy but that is true but, that is true but either way that's a space that's set but yeah, the, yeah, and, yeah. You, and you can always you can always plan for a character there is nothing wrong with from starting off to plan a character to die there's never a problem <laughs> with that making a character just so that they die right. there's never a problem with that uh, you, I, I know that firsthand. I have plenty of characters who I who I wrote, who I plan out. I have plenty of characters I'm going to kill. <laughs> yeah, there are plenty of characters who are going to end up losing their life for the sake of losing their life. But I never want their death just to be some character in the middle of a major battle who ends up getting eaten by a lion off screen or on the <laughs> edge of the screen or something. Hold on, no, hold on, no. But, excuse me, but <clears throat> there is power in an off-screen death. Have you ever seen um, No Country for Old Men? No. Okay, that movie is insane, right? I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, <laughs> but there's an off-screen death in that movie that is the complete opposite of what a normal movie trope is. That's why I think that whole movie is a masterpiece because they just do everything opposite to what you think, mm. right? And um, for instance, if, if I had a main, no, let's not say a main character. If I had a character in the main cast, right? And <clears throat> say the characters are all celebrating, they're doing this, they're doing that, and they just completed something. And then they find out a character died off screen to everyone. Like people would listen to the, they, people would watch um, or or read watch read anime manga but they would go wait what you know like, like hold on what what just happened you know yeah and um i was looking at a video about game of thrones and game of thrones attracted so many people because of how many main characters died yeah right and the first season spoiler alert for game of thrones the first season the main character everyone's father he gets his head cut off right? yeah and every everyone's like yo i hate this so much but the viewership went up right then the next season another character dies and everyone's like i hate this so much the viewership went up again and every time in a season where that another character died people hated it so much but it made the viewership go up every season mm, you know yeah so it just it just shows how much of an effect um going against tropes has on people because they're not used to seeing it. yeah yeah and that and that definitely helps getting those views getting those those aspects of especially in terms of writing what people whether or not people really look into the writing look into things i can't i can't watch a movie anymore once i called myself a writer because it was so long <laughs> that that i denied myself of being oh yeah i have this title of i'm a writer i usually just call myself an anime artist <laughs> but i writing these stories i'm a writer so i so right. but ever since i did that i can't look at 
movies or TV shows without the idea of okay, right, what are, yeah, yeah. what's the theme? What's the characters? How? <laughs> Uh, when I, one of those yeah when i when i hear reviews of movies i listen mm. to what they say about the story how the characters play out and things like that right. that's what makes me interested in the movie not oh yeah it's a fun explosive movie it's like i've <laughs> movie of the year i've seen plenty of explosive movies i've seen them to last me a lifetime right. what's a movie where the characters are going to develop properly where they mm-hmm. are they going to have great conversations it's and that like that's what I'm worried about. Um, yeah. So, so there there are so many I'll things, see. but 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 definitely with writing, um, you 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 do have to take the things that you see and maybe sometimes flip them on their head. Flip the, flip the things mm. that you see on their head, writing wise, or like I said, take what you've already seen and make it make more sense than what you've seen try to make sense what mm. one of the things i'll always <laughs> i'll always just be um confused about in terms of writing with and and i'll mm. say naruto a lot because naruto is just definitely the base of a lot of people and myself <laughs> of right. where we started you look at the beginning of the naruto series mm. when they were on that mission to catch a cat <laughs> they were using right. headsets <laughs> yeah, to true. talk to each other but throughout the rest of the show there is not a mm-hmm. lick of technology <laughs> out well, there is um they did have a video uh, a VCR in um the tuning exams at the tower oh <laughs> <laughs> the random bit of technology yeah. the convenient the convenient placement of technology <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 that is something I always wondered about too. Like, where, what else do they have? Do they have cars or something? Yeah. So, but then, but then, but then, throughout the rest, and even in Boruto, they're just making trains. So you had the ability mm. to transmit light through this box. <laughs> like, TVs are are an elaborate contraption of mirrors yeah. and lights, <laughs> and you couldn't start a train. <laughs> that that the trains trains were way before television were even thought of. Hey man, hey man, they nice at fighting. I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about science. <laughs> and, and, and so so yeah, just to um, <laughs> pull, pull, pulling everything back. <laughs> one of the, one of the things um, I just an- another thing I just think is important for people for writing is mm-hmm. to have I and and I think I said before but but going back on the idea of everything making sense having the world making sense having and and I mean this is probably what I'll just continue to grain in throughout as as we continue to talk more and more about different topics and we go through episode to episode it's great graining in the idea that things you want things to make sense what makes things different from other stories from other ideas is have it because because you'll always have a different idea from somebody else mm. in terms of what the you, you'll take bits and pieces from different stories but those bits and pieces will be placed in different areas true and if you place them in different areas but they connect well that will be a good story mm. true. so if you if you are like me you think of major mm-hmm. moments major fight moments major intense moments major romance moments 
and piece those together. Those piecing those together and making them make sense to get to each other is the goal. So, so it's kind of like working backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, cause, cause, like I said, for for me, I I have major moments. If I have a major fight moment, I that's in my head, and I'm like, I'm going to write up to that point somehow. Mm, true, true, true. I agree. It is that there is no no other way I'm getting to that point other than. The, or, or I'm not. I'm not. Not going to get to that point. I am going. Right. That, that fight is in the story. Right. Like, how do we get here? When are we getting? Here? Exactly. How, how am I setting it up? How far do I have to go? And there are plenty of fights that I really want to write that I can't write for a very long time because I have to set the stage. Yeah. Right, so right, right. it's it's about making sense, and that's a lot of that's a lot of problems that I have with. When, especially when I read on webtoons, webtoon, um, or either any webcomic, I look at a lot of different stories. They either have too slow of a buildup. They, ha- they it's a lot of oh, here's a normal kid in a random situation, or <laughs> in a random situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or they just throw us balls deep into a fight. And a lot of action and a lot of cryptic stuff. And I'm like, I need more. You need to know what's going on before that. Yeah, it's like you can't hit me with a, oh, here's a kid with a regular life who has, who got broken up with their boyfriend or broken up with their girlfriend, trying to live a regular life. But then all of a sudden, oh, there's this orb that they find in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) Or or you you just throw people into a fight or throw people into this Mm. scene where they're in the middle of nowhere and it's like, oh, where am I? And then they all of a sudden start (laughs) fighting somebody. That's how... I promise you, if you look at a lot of a lot of the webtoons, especially even even popular ones, specifically Mm -hmm. popular ones, a lot of them are riding on those tropes and they are just trying to be commercialized as such just for the content of saying Mm. hey here's a story it's going to be confusing it's going to be something you didn't expect but but at the same time you don't really know because we only put out a chapter every three months so you're gonna have to wait so it's but then but then it only makes me think like okay but as we get further am i going to still be invested and there are plenty of times i've been invested in so many stories and i go Mm -hmm. through and we go it's just like especially the dramas you go th- you mm-hmm. go through so much and then you've gone you you realize you're in season two episode 35 <laughs> and you're like i i really i really have gotten nowhere i've gotten nowhere <laughs> i just have more problems added on to them it's like vampire diaries but in web comics oh my goodness i i talk to my girlfriend about vampire diaries all the time like that was her favorite show but i'm like yo it had the same formula every every season. Every it was like, bro, like they would they would be doing a drama thing, and then a big bad guy would come up. Then they got to get a dagger or some type of tree, <laughs> and then they kill him, and he comes back, and they just got to keep doing it. Then they kidnap Bonnie or somebody, and they got to get her back. It's like, bro, we're all watching the same thing over. <laughs> we, but I'm but but I'm gonna watch. It. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely I I. I my my wife loves that show. She she watched it <laughs> heavily. I would come home and I would be like, "Why are we watching this show? This show is so so garbage. It's the same thing over and over and over again." If I watch, if you watch one season, you watch all the seasons. <laughs> oh, right. but, 
but I do I do enjoy how the show does the little like intense kind of the characters I, I always love that kind of relaying where like the characters are in a room and really want to kill each other but they can't uh, like right, right, Breaking right. Bad or something like that oh man so, don't even get me started on that <laughs> but but they're but every but it seems like a lot of webcomics are just kind of going on that simple idea of what shows that try to get longevity do by simply mm. putting in this premise that seems interesting and it's like okay yeah. it gets the people invested for a period of time and then mm-hmm. and then as you go forward it's just it's just oh here's a here's a problem uh, they're <laughs> going to try to fix it they kind of fix it oh here's another problem oh yeah but by the way <laughs> they are also this like it would it would be something like oh here is a kid going through mm-hmm. everyday high school everyday problems oh yeah but by the way they're a mermaid mm-hmm. but <laughs> they're a mermaid so, so so then there's this big secret <laughs> they gotta hide from everybody but then but but then it's it's basically just a regular drama just throwing in the spin that they're a mermaid like h2o oh, or something <laughs> h2o so so it, it then doesn't make it actually interesting but it keeps mm-hmm. it keeps casual watchers interested because you can keep making new problems and they won't notice it as such because you do it in a way that and I, that's not that's not discrediting people who are just casual watchers but casual watchers don't right. pay attention to those kind all right of but they suck no, I'm <laughs> shout out to the casual watchers we love, y'all. <laughs> we, we, we love all our casual watchers the casual watchers are the ones who are going to be reading our stories so <laughs> everybody's a casual watcher or something yeah yeah there, yeah there, there are plenty of people I, I have my casual watch is Sword Art Online I love Sword Art Online to the death of me I don't care what kind of <laughs> I don't care how bad it is I love well, at least it. you know I at love it know. I love it it's 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 so good the first the first the first whole season for me is an amazing piece second season kind of fell off for me but i was already invested i was a fan of it i have to watch it so the first the first uh season's animation is super strong oh yes super strong definitely and and also also just like lisa being i I, like i i lisa is one of my favorite um anime uh uh, mu- uh, musicians. Uh, I-, I guess she-, she makes she makes music that goes into anime. I love her. I love her music. So, um, no shame in that. But, <laughs> but um, it's it's just well, you look at like looking at webtoons. We when you when we so so when we uh, giving tips to you guys, uh, we we uh, just for myself and i i'd speak for i hope i say i speak for ashley as well just <laughs> we want you guys to write stories not to get the the, the views not to get mm. the longevity but to get a story that you know will begin and end somehow now it doesn't always mean it has to end quickly my stories mm. can go on for a very long time and i expect them to but mm. i do expect an ending and not to the point not when i get to that point i'm like oh crap i have to end this or it's like okay we're okay guys we don't we didn't get cleared for another season so we got to end it here and (laughs) and tie all the knots before we finish (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that too. Yeah, it, it has to. You you want it to end naturally. You want you want your stories to begin naturally and end naturally. If you want it to begin confusing and interesting, that's fine. But give don't don't let it fall into some kind of natural natural kind of place where where you started so high and now you kind of plateaued mm. it has to if it's if there's going to be a low make it a really low low but then make it right, go right back up into a large high if you want it to fluctuate right. let it fluctuate if you want it to stay high let it let it stay high give it give it some low moments like, <laughs> don't don't we don't need it high all the time but <laughs> but definitely giving the space to let your story flow naturally don't like, like don't give a don't give a beginning that's so slow that you have to go all the way up yeah and then be, because then by that point that to, to me that that's like a movie that's to me a movie is that really really slow start and getting up to a really really high point um quickly right but but with but if you do that with a series and you start really really low and then you go to a high point and then it's like okay that season's over and now we got to go all the way back down again <laughs> it, it, it feels like those kind of shows where it's like okay this happened this crazy stuff happened now we're back to normalcy like going back yeah. to the idea of vampire diaries did they talk about oh yeah so and so killed so and so and they're in the same high school together it just feels it feels unnatural it feels like these satanic no. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't disagree with you on that but, but these conversations don't happen they wouldn't happen the the biggest issue with with you and somebody else if you guys are in the same school wouldn't be oh my gosh he killed my best friend oh like <laughs> i really just want to throw pudding on their shirt it it would be it would be a lot more it would be a lot more casual than make it realistic make make your situations realistic to the level that you're going to place in the setting that they are in if you're going to make a fantasy setting make the make the stakes a fantasy kind of a level in which you want it to be fantasy it uh, but but don't make it so much that it just ends up falling into a high school level kind of as uh, aspect if you really wanted to aim for the fantasy genre and True. but if you wanted to make a high stake action super spy um story don't let it fall into i don't know the 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 everyday stay-at-home mom kind of genre now now, now now you can mix those in as as a trope if you want to be like interesting with that but the thing with tropes as opposed to actual interesting stories is that you end up having to choose the uh the, the yeah you end up having to choose what direction you're going to go right so when you're writing your story has to go in some kind of direction and if you start with a yeah. trope the trope is just going to create this cycle Mm. of all the tropes you gotta follow yeah of all, of all the tropes you have to follow and, the, and so you want to continue and like that whole thing with t- like how TV shows work with seasons and how um, 
mm. how how webtoon how web comics and stuff like that are doing seasons as well. Once you end the la- once one season, then you're like, okay, well, we can start the next season with the trope, and then and then right and then can to, push on from to there. add to that. Um, I think have you seen um the new trilogy of Star Wars movie? Uh, I've seen every, all but the last one. Okay, so the second one, uh, the last, no, the last Jedi, yeah, yeah, super divisive, right? I love that movie. Everyone hates it. I loved it, really, right? because <laughs> yeah. Let me let me explain. That. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> like you were saying, when you start off with a trope, you have to trickle into more and more and more, right? Mm-hmm. That movie as a standalone movie is crazy because it it takes all the tropes and it flips them upside down but that's not the only reason right um with star wars the only the the biggest problem with that movie is that with star wars they are so formulaic and so trophy that that movie was jarring to everyone they were like what is going on this is not (laughs) this is not what star wars you know normally does to us i I get that but me personally like watching it and and like without any of the critic, you know, um, uh, influence. Like I watched them in the movies, and me and my girlfriend were like, "This is the best Star Wars movie ever!" Like this movie is crazy. Like so much, so much is happening, and it's so different. And I, I'm like, we're like, we're genuinely shocked. And then Rogue One came out. I think Rogue One came out after or before. I'm not sure. But that movie did the same thing, but they executed it a little better. So we're like, okay, that's a little. That might be the best one. <laughs> but yeah. And I found, I found Rogue One to be interesting, and and I definitely, and, but I, but I definitely agree with you in that in that end that Rogue One and The Last Jedi would be great as standalone movies. Yeah. That, because because for me as a Star Wars fan, I look at it and how how does this tie into the trilogy? How does this tie into mm. the story as a whole? And at the end of the day, it's how they tied in. Rogue One didn't add any more to the story than just saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is how, this is this is the this, Death Star." The, yeah, this is why there was a big old hole in the Death Star. The yeah, Death Star, that's. <laughs> I think that was a lot of people's issue with that uh, with the first movie though, because they were like, "Why would they just leave a a, a spot for them to <laughs> blow it up?" Yeah, you know. And, and, and the thing is, I did like how they did it. I liked yeah. I liked how how they how they planned that out and and how they showed that how Princess Leia got the plans. I I, I liked how all of that was executed to that way it just felt like a really big way to say hey this is why (laughs) this was here years ago but you know what Rogue One did really well they they kept it a movie rather than like a Star Wars movie with like you know lasers and this and that and that right yeah well well Hold on, let me retract that. So they, they didn't have laser and everything, but they kept the Jedi thing very low. It was it wasn't even there for you know a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then so at the end, spoiler alert! At the end, when Darth Vader shows up and he pulls his lightsaber out, you're like, oh my god! You know, like like we haven't seen one this whole movie. Like it, it's almost like it didn't exist in a the movie. Then he shows up and, and the effect of it is like wow, you know? Yeah. While he's slicing people because like in the sequels. In the sequels, there's so much lightsabers. You're like, you see one, you're like, okay, another one of these. But then in Rogue One, it shows up, and you're just like, wow, that's a lightsaber. I've never seen one before. No, that's no, that's a, that, that's a, that's actually a really interesting. Where we're looking at because that movie was very much a uh, a step back from yeah. from everything. It was, it was almost kind of like how 
the reason why, if I remember correctly, the reason why people didn't really like uh, Halo 3 ODST was because it was mm. like no Spartans in it. Mm. Um, <laughs> True. So, 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 so you're, so you're kind of like, ah, man, like the, the main reason why I got the first one isn't even here. But, right. but then when it shows up, you're like, oh, man, like that's right. Now I'm, remem- now I'm remembering why I, why I'm even here in the first place. True. So, so that so that is an interesting an interesting um place of putting it but but yeah just uh but but just yeah going going to the tropes of because 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 like you said with uh with with tropes um and you how using star wars how even themselves kind of stepped away from it and some people might like you said some people might look at it as oh it's not true to the genre not true to the brand because one thing you do have to do as when you're a part of a franchise you have to stay true to the brand and that's one thing the last jedi did not do that's one thing Rogue one (laughs) didn't do but it was so didn't but it but it definitely as a standalone movie could survive as its own and but one of the things that is harder like like even like i said even just going back to the beginning is where you can't write a story expecting a trope to to flow you through even for for me honestly i would say it wouldn't even last a book a trope Mm. a trope doesn't even last more than a book because once everyone's figured out now it's just about adding more people who don't know like when like let then, then you end up having just a hannah montana series where <laughs> where okay yeah, okay, okay the friends find out hannah montana miley is hannah montana and then uh, then and now you gotta add new boyfriends now you gotta uh, add new sure. bosses now you gotta <laughs> add new this and and you're just adding more people who don't know and then you're like well of course the whole world doesn't know we don't need to know this through having more characters put into this so sure. And, and and so it just kind of makes it ma- makes it ve- it's very cyc- cyclical um, of just going around and around and around and around and mm. never really going anywhere. So sure. so when when we when people write when people go about writing and you guys go about writing we I think it's best to stay away from tropes and make them. <clears throat> a part of the world tropes can be tropes right like stay apart stay away from them to a certain extent yeah that like they can yeah they can be i think they should be something that's more so of a natural thing rather than mm-hmm. this is uh an anomaly in some way and it's a shock mm. to everybody and things mm-hmm. like that but like like let's say if you have someone who 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 is a who is like a mermaid Mm -hmm. and there are no mermaids in this world obviously there are not you you don't you 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 start off the story with no mermaids the character Mm -hmm. finds out they're a mermaid they they end up going to the world and then everyone finds out it's like oh man but then all of a sudden this random behind mermaid (laughs) investigation police pops up where were you the whole first hundred episodes <laughs> that we were trying to trying to wait and to figure out when we, when everyone was going to find out anyway. But right. but if let's say at the beginning you have you set the stage of this 
mermaid police investigation force <laughs> being around. Right. That 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 adds the stakes. So when they get found out, it's like it's more like, oh man, if they get found out, this will happen to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so it kind of goes back to that idea of um, being uh, like there has to be weight to the thing that you either really want to happen or that you really don't want to happen. Mm. So that's another major uh, tip. Make sure if something that you that you want the readers to want to happen or something that you want the readers to not want to happen, that when so, it does either happen or not happen, there's weight <laughs> to that. True. That, and they know they under they understand the stakes. One of the things uh, that you can lose readers and lose people or watchers or listeners by mm-hmm. having this having this thing where you're saying oh man it'd be a really bad if it if this happens and then every all the readers and stuff are why would it be bad and then it happens yeah and then they were expecting a big shock and then it's just kind of like oh well <laughs> not a because because the anticipation you you want to catch everyone to to, to, to that level but not mm. but not everyone and there will be people who will get shocked because that's something that like you know hits either hits them at home or or some right. some kind of way but if it's just working on shock factor and things like that there are some people who don't get shocked by those things that you want <laughs> people to get shocked by so True. so if you get everyone to understand that this is the weight of what will happen when it happens now whether or not there's a shock or not, people people will people, understand it yeah people will understand so that they all know whether they care about it or not they're like oh man this right. is what will happen if right this like, goes about it even in that like to add to that point it's not even about oh i'm shocked you just want the person to understand the gravity of the situation you know yeah because i don't have to be shocked to understand um that's another spoiler i don't need to be shocked to understand what itachi did for sasuke you know like yeah. it's not even like like, well, it is, wow, that's crazy. But even if I wasn't shocked, I'd be like, yo, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could feel that, you know? Um, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, tropes, again, I wanted to say that um, uh, an important part is like we said earlier, to stay away from them to a certain extent. Because I know when I'm reading a story and it starts off similar to another story, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And it's kind of boring and I kind of have to, watch <laughs> i kind of have to watch all of it to be investing into it yeah. and um if you stick to tropes like uh if you stick to tropes when they're necessary and they're just uh beats in the story to get people uh to understand certain things it's like okay cool that's fine oh a tournament arc okay everyone loves that just execute it right you know yeah um when you're reading something you want your personality and you and your story's personality to shine through, right? You want, like, if you think of different series, they all have a different feel in your, in, like, everyone can feel that that series and um, feel the, the weight of it, the personality, you know? And you want, when people read it, to read it and say, okay, that's this story's personality. It's super unique, you know? And if you're following so many tropes to where your story sounds like another or sounds too similar like everyone else, then people will go, okay, this is kind of just like that kid that wants to be cool. So he dresses in Thrasher and stuff. So I don't really care, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's you. You you want it to be 
you you want to the execution to be key to sure. to to that because um none like like no no we going like with the tropes there there are there if if we were going to write out the amount of tropes there are very few tropes that you can mm-hmm. place um mm-hmm. it, it, like let's say if we make a more general like a more general categories more like you can obviously specifically there can be like in, like let's say instead of the person being a mermaid they'd be half half goat at, <laughs> at the half goat <laughs> it's it, 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 <laughs> Oh, man. Like, it, would, that is good. it would definitely be shocking. It would be funny, <laughs> but for how for how long? Um, so, so 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 obviously with broader categories, it 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 becomes there are very few. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But there's a lot of room to be creative. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, you can you can make it specifically. You can get like the blah 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 but but either way it goes in the category of person's half animal doesn't want to get found out that 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 would be the category of the i don't show. know how they would hide that <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh, maybe they man. turn into a goat at like a full moon i don't know but <laughs> look That's look a... I'm, I'm giving people writing ideas right now he said i'm freestyling here <laughs> i'm freestyling stories everyone's gonna get these ideas I, full I, moon goat. I, I, I promise. I'm promise you. We're we're going to see like on Tapastic or Webtoon at some point now that there's going to be somebody saying like the 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 were goat or something. <laughs> the were goat. <laughs> oh man, that's tough. <laughs> he eats all of your linen clothes. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's <clears throat> the execution is so much more important than than that you, uh, because because if you execute it if you have a trope that is si- that's similar to a lot of other tropes and then you mm. execute it similarly to things within that trope you're just going to get compared to something right. within that category or that right trope. that did it better than you <laughs> yeah yeah that, that, that they did it better and they would break it down to a t to the point where <laughs> where they could just say oh this is like this is this right. um well like like one of i'm um, uh one of the stories that i actually find really interesting even though I have a huge thing against Disney just because I don't support Disney and they're very powerful. <laughs> I I absolutely adore Wreck-It Ralph. I adore mm. I adore both both stories. I I really like both stories of Wreck-It Ralph because mm. even though they took they took an idea of a character who just wants more, who wants more life, who who want who wants mm-hmm. to do more or who wants to hold on to their friendship they 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 looked it's almost like they planned out how like they took something that we know and mm-hmm. made it into something that you wouldn't expect it just just like, yeah, the same way how toy story did it same way how mm-hmm. how monsters Inc. did but that, but that but that's the interesting about about some of those kind of Disney movies that they take something that that would be from the imagination that you would be able to just write however and Mm -hmm. create a world that is 
way more intriguing than you thought it would be and adding a lot more depth to the character than you thought you would get uh, like Wreck- like Wrecking Ralph 2 is is an is a very good coming of age story and because because even going past the the first record Ralph where the where he finally got the medal or he and he finally got accepted it was a happy ending it was like oh happy endings good times all around the, <laughs> the second one he had to learn how to let go mm. and that's so much more different you would think that that uh, that uh, princess Malfi would end up uh, oh, oh, oh yeah, that, oh yeah. By the way, I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna be a Ralph because I want to be a Ralph my whole life. No, she mm. she stayed where she was at, and he had <laughs> that's Ralph, and he had to learn to let go. Yeah, and that is something you don't even expect. It's, yeah, yeah. Okay, we already understand the trope. You know, Racket Ralph. He's in the video game universe. He's in the internet. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> like, like. Oh, that's how Twitter works. Oh, that's how YouTube works. Blah blah blah. <laughs> it's like whatever. But it's it's how how they had him have to learn and grow and yeah. develop himself. It was it was refreshing and yeah it was it was something that you never expected a children's movie to do and the execution became something a lot different than what you would expect because yeah it it has it the movie had it's you know it's high moments and it's low moments where well or it's moments where okay the character finds out this from a from a conversation that they Mm. just eavesdropped on and now they end up doing something drastic and now this whole problem arises Blah blah, mm, blah 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 right blah. like but but the end of this but the end of the movie the moral of the story everything that built up to that final moment was done in a was done in a way that when it got when you got to that moment you were like this this is actually pretty good but <laughs> but you don't want to so so it's so you can follow the tropes you can follow all the all the regular guidelines but if you get to a point that makes the characters think and set the stage where, where, where when you end it, it it was like wow all of that led up to this mm. that that will give the readers the watchers a lot more of a sense of closure to all the events that happen rather than True. rather than like let's say they were the people were were looking for their mother the whole movie and then end up finding their father and then they're just happy with their father and forget about the mm. mother you're, you're like they're like wait 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 what about the mom <laughs> we're just gonna forget she existed we're gonna forget they were looking for her the whole movie no lie though that does that does make for a good movie though <laughs> <laughs> i mean that would be interesting like, like i said I'm, I'm i'm freestyling ideas today but um <laughs> but but there it's it's that aspect of making it making people feel like they actually got to experience that journey as well whether it was a sim a similar seeming seemingly similar journey or not the ending is what kind of makes the journey all worth it so true so whether that's just whether that's ending a journey in the middle of a story like it's maybe it's not the end of the story but it's the end of something in the story it's making that worth it like that's one thing i like about shonen shonen works in like arcs so when you get to the end of that arc 
you can still continue the story, but you can give the characters closure of something. True. And and that's and that's something I I feel like some stories do, some stories mm-hmm. don't. I'm kind of I'm like I'm I'm actually still kind of uh, lost in all everything that's going on in my hero. So because mm-hmm. I feel like there's no real closure or anything really happening in a lot of it, it just feels like everything's mm-hmm. moving. Uh, I see what you're saying. And I and I get and I'm getting very lost. So I kind of I kind of step back and I'm just gonna let it kind of conclude it. Are you are you caught up on the manga? I mean, on the anime? No, I, I've I've fully after after I read um, for a while up to I read up to the events of the end of season three. I think. Some did you read? Did you read the fight with uh, Overhaul? I read, um, I read up to right before that. Okay. So, but, but, but okay. it got, but, and that's what, and that's like when it got very sporadic for me because I just kind of felt like everything was all over the place and there was no kind of, or, and, and, and I guess that's, that's unfair to say because I was literally reaching the end of an arc, but, <laughs> but it was, but, but the thing is even, I don't even know where we separate the arcs with that story. I don't know where we separate anything with that story everything just kind of meshes all together and i feel like Mm. i'm not getting much of a break like going from like going from the fight of um all my like after the fight where all my thought uh one for all or, Mm -hmm. or all for one um it it just felt like it just kind of went it just kind of went off and and there's no real direction um, and and not not in a bad way. More like, more like the more like there's nothing holding everything down. Like there's no one to rely on anymore, which which mm-hmm. may very well be what he aimed for. But it's very uh, it's very confusing to me <laughs> because <laughs> because it seems like because it kind of almost also seems like uh, if for especially going into the whole overhaul um, arc. That, Iz- mm-hmm. that uh, Izuku took a very big backseat to uh, all the other characters that we're introducing. So true. I'm getting kind of lost of who I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. So my boy Mario steps up. <laughs> he looked like, like Pac Man a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a, so so I'm, so it's so I think I think. Uh, Keeping, I would say to finish it though. Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll yeah. probably end up finishing it. Um, yeah. But, but to, but for people, for uh, like as writers to kind of, be, to 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 be able to go through, especially as shonen shonen writers and shonen style writers, to be able mm-hmm. to take an arc, um, and kind of and get some closure, not really in the story, keep going forward. Um, I definitely think giving some kind of idea of structure and and things like that and that's just this is just me off of our preference like like how i said we're we're kind of just spitballing and talking about these topics rather than saying these are the ways you should follow so right so don't so don't, if you if you don't agree with us you can disagree with us if you agree with us fight us <laughs> <laughs> but but these are very much just ways i see it i think 
keeping everything in a way where things can make sense, where things feel like they flow in some way that's natural. If you want to be sporadic, I like that. Like that's great. If you if you want if that's the goal, but but then don't flow into this stage of structure randomly、mm. that it feels on right. Stay stay sporadic. Yeah, yeah. That it doesn't feel authentic.、Um, like、okay. like a Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That that movie made absolutely no freaking sense, but it was one <laughs> of the greatest movies I've ever seen, and I just recently watched it. <laughs> but. It was one of the greatest movies. It made no sense. It was all over the place, but it was great, and I felt and I felt amazing after watching it because it stayed on that level of just being all over the place. It wasn't always it wasn't always highs. It wasn't always in the highs、mm. or the lows, but it but it stayed constantly and consistently random. So right, right, right. Stayed true to what it was. Yeah. So if it was a low, if it was low, it was going to be a low random. If it was high, it was a high random. So. <laughs> True. So, it, so it stayed within that theme of itself, but you can't be like random and then go to an office job and then kind of just be bland and basic. It has to kind of stay within the theme of what you're writing, so that it doesn't fall off the rails or get the readers confused. Because that's、True. another thing you you get a specific audience or you pull in new people who want something、yeah. different. But if, but let's、right. say you go, you start off with this thing that not a lot of people are reading, and then all of a sudden your story flows into something that feels like something they've read before. Now you're going to lose people. Right. So, right, right, so it's definitely about going and staying in this format of just being, being true, being true to the theme and the and the idea of the story to begin with. True. So when so when you write write with the idea of not that you're always gonna stay not that the character is always gonna stay somewhere but that your story is going to stay consistent with itself.、Mm. The characters can always change. Your story should remain intellectually and structurally consistent. True, I agree. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast.、Um, you can follow me on Instagram at SicklerVillain. You can follow Noah at RainTheGovernor.、Um, we look forward to giving you guys more content,、uh, growing Fried Ink as a、uh, as a company, as a business, as a name. And、uh, yeah, next episode we're going to be talking about character design. So,、uh, Noah, do you have anything you want to say?、Um- Just thank you all for coming here. We we appreciate it.、Uh, Whoever is listening, we hope that any of the tips that we give, a lot of this is just us going to be spitballing, talking <laughs> for however long that takes. <laughs> so we appreciate you for listening, and we hope that as you continue to write and continue to go, you will learn more and become better writers, creating great new content, great new stories for the world to see and read. Cool. I think that's good. All right. We'll see y'all next time. See y'all.